Let me go to the word of God. Kick over here. I had the intention of going a certain direction of hearing a heart. But I started asking the Lord, Lord, what really do you want me to, to minister? But do you want your people to minister? And I really do believe I had the spirit of God say this. And this was his, his, his word. Uh, his word to me. Hearing the truth is so critical in our generation. In this hour. Hearing the truth. Hearing the truth. And one of the signs of end of end times, actually, end times, is deception. Deception. And therefore, I'm going to speak about, I'll start, and I know it will, it will continue growing up, but living by the truth. Living by the truth. One of the characteristics of the end times we are in is deception. There's so many deceptions. Right now, as a, as a church, the body of Christ and as a nation, we're dealing with that of shakahola, whatever they call it. But that actually is out of a result of deception. It's deception. They are lies of the enemy, and the devil is the father of lies. He's a liar, and that's his nature. That's deception, actually. So if we don't know how to disarm the truth, it's easier to fall into those subtleties of the enemy, like lies, deceptions, cunnings. Cunnings. Now, the fruit of it is just that. And, and there's so much deception, even among the, in the body of Christ. We're seeing some of, some of those. We're seeing some, some, some many, many others. That, that actually people receive, either receive lies, uh, to start worshipping an individual, which is idolatry, or believe lies in the, in, the, in the name of religion and end up killing them and destroying them and actually losing their souls for all eternity. It's possible. So we are living in such a critical hour, and in Psalm 86 verse 11, so talking about living by the truth, Psalm 86 verse 11 from the Amplified Classic Version says, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth. Do you see that prayer? David says, O Lord, that I may teach me your way. Just as critical. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth. Let's read that part one together. Uh, part of that together. Let's go together. Teach me your way, O oh Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth. That, just right, right there. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not a message that uh, you're going to, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's not going to be that way. It's going to be truths that you have to perceive them, that you have to learn, that you have to hear, that you have to believe for hearing ears, perceiving ears, perceiving heart to know the will of God. Because there's so much deception. It's actually opening the door for the government to investigate the church. And the church should be ruling. 
Amen? The church should be actually, I'm talking about the body of Christ in a nation, should be a lighthouse in that nation. Instead of all this, even unfortunately, you find even corruption in the church. That ought not to be. We should be the light. In fact, the Bible says Jesus, not even the Bible. Jesus, this is what Jesus was. Thus we are a city, which is what? On the hill for people to see. That's what I was telling you, that it has to be that way in your life. It has to be that way in your workplaces. It has to be that way wherever you go, that people can see you're different. What's the difference? You carry the presence of God. Teach me your way. O oh Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth, direct. Are you seeing that? Direct and unite my heart. Solely, reverently to fear and honor your name. Unite. Remember I was telling you about the, new, the day of Pentecost. When the Spirit of God came, down on the day of Pentecost, Shavuot or Feast of Weeks, actually what was happening was this, God was confirming, God actually was fulfilling his word that he is saying, I will make a new covenant with these people. And I'll put my laws in their minds and write them in the tablets of their hearts, or write them in their hearts. And I'll be their God and they all shall know me. You find that in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10, the fulfillment of the prophecy that was given to Jeremiah was given to Ezekiel of the new creation. And the very reason, actually, there's so many reasons, wonderful praying in tongues, wonderful laying hands on the sick, and all these things, that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. But God was uniting with man. He was becoming one with man. Now it was possible because man had become a new creation. After the fall, man took up after the nature of the devil, of spiritual death, but now being a new creation, he has taken after the nature of God. He's a new creation, so it's possible for God to send his spirit and to indwell us. To send his spirit and dwell in these mortal bodies. And we looked at wonderful scriptures like Colossians, which says that the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, indwelling us. We have this power or the excellence. We have this power in this treasure. Uh, we have this treasure in these vessels of clay. That the excellence of the power may of God are not of us. You're bigger than you know. Really, really, really. Bigger than we have. It's been revealed to us and walking in it. Now look at this then. So they unite us. Why I was saying this to say direct and unite my heart. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17, he says this, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Unite my heart. So what is, a, what is uh, David say? David say, unite my heart solely, reverently, talking about the fear of the Lord, to fear and honor your name. To fear and honor your name. And I believe that, like I've taught for months, that, that fear of God is so important for us to depart from evil 
and not be deceived. And not be deceived. So hearing the truth, very important, and I'm going to give you a certain word over here, and choosing to live by it. And choosing to live by it is critical in this hour. It's not just hearing, but choosing to live by the truth. Church is choosing. It's a choice. God has blessed you with an ability to choose. To choose. You don't choose where you are born, but you have choices to change the whole situation. And the, uh, I like saying it in this manner. The first bath, you didn't have a choice. The second bath, you have a choice. You made a choice. You became a child of God if you are born again. Now, from then henceforth, you make choices. In other words, you are not a victim of your past. You can choose today and to move forward. So living by the truth of the word of God is a choice. Believing is a choice. Believing is a choice. People choose and believe. Believing is a choice. And I want to say it in this manner. Believing is a choice. It's a choice. Moving forward is a choice. Choice based on God's word, which is the truth. In John 14, let's read some few scriptures over here regarding that. Verse 6, very familiar scripture. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus says, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And when you go back, you know, go back there. But when you go back to John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So the, the word manifests, he's calling himself the way, the truth, and the life. I'm hearing it more is becoming popular. Of people saying, but that's my truth. It's subject to many things. That's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. Oh, really? Based on which lens are you wearing? Are they lens of deception? Or you are seeing things through your tribal lens, through your experience, through your whatever it is, and say, yeah, that's, that's my truth. Oh, no, I want the truth. I want the truth. Because people are seeing three things through their lens. I saw their, their, last night, actually last evening, I was watching something on their stance, uh, uh, Uganda stance on LGBTQ. And there's a lady there, and she said, how are we going to live? <laughs> and she's crying, this is the way we are. That's, she calls the truth. God didn't create any person that way. It's not popular. 
on YouTube and on, on those channels. It's not popular to say that. I don't care what is going to be popular. I'm going to teach the word of God for the rest of my life. Jesus wasn't popular to so many things, so many people in his time. But listen to this. His popularity has never stopped and it will be forever. Forever. And every person who's rejected him, they will one day bow their knees and realize they have everyone dying without Christ. They bow down their knees and realize that is the truth that we rejected. It's becoming popular. Social people loving social media and, 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 and all those platforms. They is becoming popular. People have their own truths. Jesus said, I'm the truth. I'm the way. I am the life. That's what I take. I hope you do the same thing. That's what we take. Him being the truth. And then he says, look at this in verse 15, says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you. And what is his name? That helper. Look at verse 17. If we want to live a spirit-filled life, we must be people of the truth. We have to be people of the truth. And he says this, the spirit of truth. So the Holy Spirit is known as the spirit of truth. Church, if we, have, we are going to have any significance in our generation, we must love truth. We must love truth. It's so different because we're bombarded by every kind of lies. and We no longer trust media. You know, nine o'clock news, it was like they have said it, it was the truth. No more. No more. <laughs> you can't even trust that. The amazing thing is, is you can't trust even some of them going, coming in the name of the Lord. You can't trust them. I'll show you from the scriptures. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Look at this. The world cannot receive the spirit of truth. The spirit of the world and the spirit of, of truth is like oil and water. They cannot mix. The world cannot receive it neither because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in, me, in you. Say, the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth. Dwells, with me dwells with me and is in me. So listen this. Listen to what I'm about to say. If you allow the truth to dwell in you, like the scripture says in, in uh, Colossians chapter 3.16, let the, the word of Christ dwell in you uh, richly in all wisdom. If you allow the word of God to dwell in you, you will know the truth right in here. Even if everyone is saying that's the truth, you will disarm the truth. You'll know right in your heart that's not true. Even if it's so popular, you will disarm the truth. Because the spirit of truth will be with you and will be in you. You will disarm the truth. I've heard people, you know, it's, it's popular and watching news and, and, and he said, 
And I don't know how many times over the years I've told, I've told my wife, Tina, say, that's not true. That's not true. And they, I mean, just drama, charisma. And they said, that's not true. And sure enough, after some, some, some years, you realize, oh, after some time, you realize, that was not even true. The Holy Spirit who came to indwell in us is known as the Spirit of truth. So again, that's what I'm saying. We must love the truth. We must love the truth. We must covet. We must desire. We must want the truth. Let me see. There's a scripture here. I thought I'd heard it, but let me just go over it. In Proverbs, in Proverbs 23, actually says, says uh, uh, sorry, 23 verse 23, yes. But I, I mentioned it, and then I thought, let me check out. Uh, it says this, by the truth, by the truth, and do not sell it. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding, by the truth. Uh, think about this, um, probably I'm taking it out of context, but think about this. It costs to have the truth. It's easy to believe anything that is said. But it, it will cost you to have the truth. Let, let me validate that. But put the, the passion translation there. But let me, let me say further of what I've just said. Bye. Think about this. Because in the world is the spirit of the world. Therefore, it will cost you to have the truth. In fact, it says, this one, embrace the truth and hold it close. Embrace the truth and hold it close. So if I, if I find you being this way, I know what you're doing. You're embracing the truth. <laughs> embracing the truth and hold it close. I don't know how many times I've taken my Bible and held it here and I'll sing. I started doing that, I think, in 1999. And I hold my Bible, and I hold it here by my heart, blood pump. And I say this, I may sing, Be it unto me, according to your word, according to your promises, I can stand secure, carve upon my heart the truth that sets me free. According to your word, O oh Lord, be it unto me. Are That's embrace the truth. Let it be carved in your heart. Hold it close. Be quick to believe the truth, the word. Slow to believe the words of men. John 15, 26, another scripture. It says, when the helper comes, that's the Holy Spirit, whom I shall send you from the Father, the Spirit of what? The Spirit of what? Truth, who proceeds from the Father, will testify of me. 
Again, as I said, he came to be one with man by the Spirit. To unite, listen to this now, to unite with God is to love the truth. To unite with God is to love the truth, live by the truth, walk in the truth, choose the truth always. I'll say it again. To unite with God is to love the truth, live by the truth, walk in the truth, and choose the truth always. I choose the truth. I choose the truth. How many times did you hear in your generation, you may be growing up, but everyone is sleeping around. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Oh, yeah, they are unfaithful to their wives. That's not true. I'm not, and I know others who are not. Hmm? You can trust a man nowadays. That's not true. We are here, you can trust us. You've been at the wrong places then. <laughs> you can't trust in a bar. <laughs> but you can trust here. We, 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 we are honest men. We love the Lord. Amen. And we chose to live by the truth. Or you can trust women nowadays with your title deed. Why did you marry her? Huh? Why did you marry her? Okay, that's a bit quiet. Go back again to that Psalm 86, 11. Teach me your way. All of that I may walk and live in your truth. Direct, that's what you want, church. Direct and unite my heart. Remember one of the... the did I write this down? The, the Holy Spirit, when he comes in that, John 16 says that he will, the spirit of truth, and he will do what? He will guide you and lead you into all truth. Direct. It says direct and unite my heart. How would it be, church, your heart be God's heart? In everything. I have found a man in Jesse's house, the Bethlehemite, who's after my own heart. That's an old covenant saint who the Spirit of God was upon. But we are new covenant saints who the Spirit of God not only is upon us, but in us. How much more? Much more. But we must desire. We must Listen to this. We must covet. We must desire the will of God with everything that we are doing. And then it's in, in uh, the fall of man was as a result of deception. The Bible says that Eve was deceived. Eve was deceived. What is deception? Listen to this um, uh, simple definition from the Bible. I mean from the Bible, from the dictionary of deception. You want to know what deception is? You want to know what deception is? Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> deception is the act of causing someone to accept as true. The act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid. 
or invalid. Is that invalid? Is it invalid? Yeah. The, the act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid. It's the act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid. Just uh, causing someone to accept as true that which is false. That's deception. And that's exactly what, uh, let's go to the scripture, that's exactly what uh, happened to Eve. So the fall of man was as a, as, as a result of deception. Now Adam had had instruction from the Lord. Adam chose, chose I mean, Adam chose. He had instruction from the Lord. Listen this about, listen men, Adam was not far when that conversation was going on. It was not like she bit that fruit and then started looking, Adam, where are you? I've eaten a fruit here. Where are you? No, no, no. Check out the scriptures. He was right there. Pastor, where do you say this? He was arms reach away. I've eaten the fruit. Eat. Okay, let's eat. <laughs> Come on. So the blame game of, uh, you know, what someone that say like, where could you have been without these women? And another one answered, in the garden. N not true. Adam chose. So women are not the problem. Men are not the problem. But Adam was a problem. <laughs> Let's go to Genesis 2. <laughs> Genesis 2. Ladies, you have to protect me after the service. <laughs> I've seen the president has, has a female bodyguards. <laughs> so ladies, you have to protect me from men, you know. Because <laughs> I said they are the problem. But look at this in verse 8. Uh, chapter 2, 8, Genesis then the Lord God planted a garden eastward. Uh, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed. Look at this. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight. Mark those words, please. Even if you've, you've read it thousands of times. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree to uh, tree grow that is pleasant. Look at this. Pleasant to the sight and good for food. So the trees in the garden were made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. It wasn't just one tree that was that way. But you'll see the lies and the deceptions of the enemy in a moment. Look at that. Did you mark that? That's important to read. You know, it's, you know, it's wonderful to hear songs. But you know, Adam Naiva Walitenda, Jamia. I mean, you can, you can sing it, but if you don't have revelation really, it won't benefit you. Tunda Lile Wali Loka, Tosanamungu Wali Kula, Tunda Lile Wali Loka. I mean, but you. Listen. You need revelation. Amen. Revelation is a game changer. Or you can sing. It's a wonderful song. I mean, it's a wonderful song. It's a scriptural. But, but you need revelation. Don't sing it here, okay? <laughs> and out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow 
that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life, mark this, mark this. The tree of life was what? What follows this? Also. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So do you see from the scriptures, those two trees were in the midst of the garden. Come on now. And every tree he made grow that was pleasant to the sight, of, uh, uh, sight and good for food. We see that. Come on now. All right, now. Let's go to verse, to verse 15. <clears throat> then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. And the, tree that are, the trees that are in the garden, they are good and pleasant. All right? Look at this. Of every tree, go, go back there, please. Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Next. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. What is it that you don't understand about that? <laughs> I had a certain preacher say that, that, that Adam and Eve in the garden they are protected with a high fence. Because people go in and say, where's Adam? Where's <laughs> of course we know that's not true. We've been redeemed. But can you imagine if they are uh, looking for someone to punch? You go, where's Adam and his wife? Let's get the wife first. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Is that a clear instruction? Simple. Eat the fruit, you will die. And God cannot lie. Now look what follows next in chapter 3. So you saw that's clear, okay? Look at verse 1. And the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Did he say that? Huh? Did he say that? Look at this. Look at the caution. Uh, did, did God say that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus? You see the way the devil begins right there? Did really God say that? Or you'll not be healed? Oh, anyway. Uh, he said this. Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Because what follows next. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, by the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. From on record, did you read anything like that? No. He started, she started adding her own teachings. I want you to see, we read together, but I want you to see. Remember, remember, but she says, and of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. It wasn't only one tree which was in the midst of the garden. Come on now, I'm teaching, that's clear. <laughs> that's clear, is that so? It wasn't only one tree which was in the midst of the garden. Okay. Uh -huh, okay. That's why I'm showing you, so that you may see it for yourself. It wasn't one, there are two trees that were in the midst of the garden. In other words, they had access to the tree of life. But that which they had not been told 
they had been told not to eat is what most likely she was focusing on. Because at that moment, the Bible doesn't say that the devil took her to the tree. Most likely. Now, I may be right or wrong, but most likely she had been standing there admiring the one that they were told not to eat. Have you realized when you tell your child, eat everything except this one? <laughs> Have you realized where you'll find them? <laughs> well, that is familiar. And, and, and you shall not eat. Look at this, what she says. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat. There are true trees there, though. Nor shall you touch it lest you die. God didn't say anything about touching. We have it on record. Now, if you are wrong, we land there. But there's no way he's saying that God didn't say you should touch it. In other words, look at this, what deception does, actually. You start adding your own things. Mungu amesema, anasaidia, wala wanaojisaidia. What did you see in the scriptures regarding that? He helps those who help themselves. I'm helping myself. Only one room you can help yourself, but not in life. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. God didn't say that. There's nothing that, that in, the, in the word. That's not in the scriptures. Now look at this, what follows next. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. What does that mean? He's contradicting God. And then he says something. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. What is he saying? God has hidden something from you. He didn't. She's having conversations. Let me give you counsel for free. If you see any trait in a person that really is anti what you believe, don't keep spending time with them. Something will happen. Good, bad character corrupts good morals. First, probably Adam, now this is my thing. Adam could have said this, why are you talking to the serpent? But it seems like Adam also salivating. Waiting for the time the wife will eat the fruit and then him will go to eat the fruit. Listen to this church. There was plenty that God had provided for them. But they chose. Eve was deceived. Adam chose outright deception. Treason. See what follows next. <clears throat> So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, what about other trees? Are they not good for food? Are we ready they were good for food? Are they pleasant to the eyes? Yes, but there's independence that she was de desiring there. And a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of his fruit and ate. She also gave to the husband with her and he did what? He ate. And we know the story. 
that Eve was deceived. The act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid was deceived. Adam chose. He had the instruction so clear. Can I tell you something, even you business people? Don't sell anything with lies. You are quiet. Let me try this side. Don't do that. People think they are business, uh, what do you call them? Whatever you are taught in business. But don't use lies to sell anything. Ever heard people say like, they have others in their store. And they think like they're being smart. That's not being smart. That's a spirit of, of actual lies. Deception is deception. And you think God can bless deception? Come on now. Do you think God can bless deception? No. That's why people, even believers, keep losing money. Why? They've chosen deception to do business. But everyone is doing it. No, no, no. I know people who don't do it. All right, let's go to scripture in chapter, first John chapter four. Time has gone so fast. First John chapter four, verse one to six. Pay attention to these words. <clears throat> talking about the truth. If you're talking about the truth, you have to know also deceptions of the enemy. The Bible says you are not ignorant of his devices. Look what it says. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Can you imagine that was about 2,000 years ago? Almost 2,000 years ago. If they went out during that time, how much do you have now? In this generation, of about how many? Are we seven billion or seven plus? Seven billion plus. How much do you have? False prophets in our, in our generation. Okay, look at this. Many false prophets have gone out into the world. But this, by this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is in the world now. Anti-God. We have a society that actually do, do not care, uh, do not even acknowledge God. We see that in our society when they start talking about atheism, you know, you know, let me talk to us as born again believers born in Africa, though from heaven. Africans, even in their tradition, they had something to worship. So when someone says like I'm an atheist, they are lying, you know that. That the spirit of Antichrist. They just don't they are deceived. That's the word. 
which you have heard was coming and now is already in the world. Look at verse 4. I'm, I'm hoping that this will fire you up. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is you is greater than he who is in the world. However you have to be, he who is greater in you is who? The spirit of truth. Therefore, you have to do what? Love the truth, cover the truth, speak the truth, live by the truth. So that the greater one can do the work through you and in you. To stand against Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist. See what follows next. They are of the world, mark this church. Pay attention to this. They are of the world, therefore they speak us of the world, and the world hears them. All that's big, even in the body of Christ here in Kenya. They associate spirituality with material things. That's error. That's error. I believe in prosperity. But that's not the measure. You want quiet. But that's the truth. I believe in prosperity. I have been with a, without a shilling. I have lived in a slum. And I have been with some shillings. And being out of the slum. And the latter is better. You understand? But that is not the measure of spirituality. That is not the measure of walking with God. Because even when I was in a slum, I was deep in God. Now some will not accept that. They speak as of the world and the world hears them. And people can talk about that. Everything you hear is of the world. Where is God? I'm going to show you some scriptures in a moment. Now, but, but look at this. Would you go back please uh, to a scripture there? I didn't intend it. Do you have some few moments? Minutes? How much do you have? Oh, did I hear four hours? You say what? Uh, we'll finish then. If it's four hours, we'll finish this. You are visiting for the first time? Welcome. Kuingia ni raisi. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's go to John 3. John 3. Look at verse 30. The, the, 30, the, the, the testimony that John the Baptist gives concerning Jesus. Are you seeing there? Now, now look at this. He must increase, but I must decrease. This is John the Baptist speaking about Jesus. And then he says this. He who comes from above is above all. He's talking about Jesus. Who is of the earth is earthly, and he speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. Go to the next one, please. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He's coming, and he's speaking about the heavenly kingdom, but people are not receiving him. They wanted, remember, he's, uh, he's been raised from the dead, and they are still, the disciples are asking him, is this the time now that you are going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He says, no, 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 that's, 
that's not even for you to think that way. And he goes on, and what he has, he has received his testimony has certified that God is true. Go back to there, verse 32. The testimony. And he, verse 31, sorry. Verse 31 says this. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly. And he speaks of the earth. Do you know the man from heaven? Who, what did he speak? He spoke of the heavenly. Because he said he spoke nothing except that which he had his father speak. Listen, we need prosperity to preach the gospel on this earth. We really do. We can't even have a meeting without spending so much money to have such a meeting. But listen to this. This is not all. We have a heavenly city. We have to think that way. We have to endeavor that way to live as heavenly people though living here on this earth. If we want just to listen about or oh, you'll get your extra, your other plot, and your other plot, your other plot, and all that, that's what you're thinking. Then you'll be earthly. And you'll not perceive the heavenly thoughts. And listen to this, and it's easy to be deceived. Someone even may pick up the phone and say, and you are, shh, yes, Lord. Yes, prophet. And people go to church for that. Now I'm a believer of Empress. I like it. When that code entered in, enters in Q, P, Q, Y, you know, something like that. I just like that. All this amount has been credited in your account. I like when I see a bank account credit. It feels good. And sometimes I've had my phone off and turn in like, like now after the service turn on and say, whoa, someone was thinking of me as I was preaching. I love that. We need breakthroughs. We need that. But listen to this. We can't be earthly in our thinking. It's, you become an easy prey for deception. He says, listen to this. Verse 36, going down this. Look at verse 35, sorry. The father loves the son. Who's the son? John 1, the word, and has given all things into his hand. Do you see all things in the word for you? And look what follows next. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. But we believe the Son, we have what? Everlasting life. Let me go quickly, a little bit quicker here. Is that quicker, an English word? Believers start veering off when they give their ears to the world, then the word of God, the word of God, uh, sorry, believers start veering of when they give their ears to the world than to the word of God. Because the word of God is, is the truth. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. 
But people, when they want to hear other things, but they want. And there is drama in our generation. And us Africans, we love drama. We do. We are wired for drama. And charisma. We need to be aware of the deceptions of the end. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, First John 5, 5 and 6 again, and the world hears them. And it's amazing that, that people just want to say what pleases the world. <clears throat> he who knows God hears us, and who is not of God does not hear us. But this we know, the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So mark this one. The spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Don't forget that. There's a spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What do you want all the time, all your life? The spirit of truth and not error. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 11, 1 to 4. I'm winding up, but I'm going to do some readings before we, I wind up, okay? I'll read quite a bit. Um, Let's go 2 Corinthians. I told you what. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 1 to 4. Listen to the Passion Translation, what it says. Just listen. See as if an apostle, the apostle has written a letter to you, the church. See yourself in that. And in this time that he was writing this. Um, and he's, you know, the Passion Translation is passion and <laughs> it's clear. Now, please bear with some of my craziness for a moment. <laughs> yes, please be patient with me. You need to know that God's passion is burning inside of me for you because like a loving father, I have pledged you in, in marriage, pledged your hand in marriage to Christ, your true bridegroom. I've also promised that I will present his fiancée to him as a pure virgin bride. Now, the church pledged, and then the fiancée as a virgin bride. All right? That's you. Remember that. Men, that's you too. Go to the next one. But now I'm afraid that just as Eve was what? Deceived. Are you seeing that? Just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted and you lose, mark this, that your thoughts may be corrupted and, and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. We didn't get born again to get anything. When you start thinking, and, and we're going to read some other scriptures. So this one I'm going to do some reading. I'll continue next week. But says that you may be corrupted and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. I loved the Lord. I went for meetings. I cried night and, and, and believing him, not because of anything, but because I love him. He touched my heart. I was about to commit suicide. I wasn't looking for anything. I just fell in love with him, the one who loved me. But when we start tagging things 
as a point of seeking God, we easily be deceived. Nothing wrong with things. If there's anything that you feel like you can't handle, it's too much, give it to me. I'll show you how to do it. I'll spend the thing. <laughs> but listen to this. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm saying the, the, the simplicity, the single-hearted devotion. Some of us, we grew up, you go to places, it's cold. You go for overnight prayer meetings. You just want the presence of God. He's been good to you. You want to know him. Until you start hearing, the spirit of God is moving. Empeza. Now, now, if you quit God, if that's the reason you seek him, because of impatient transactions, you've lost the single-hearted devotion and a pure love for Christ. You need to start checking your motives. Why do I follow the Lord? Will I have an attitude if he never does anything in my life, I'll still love him? Or is breakthrough that is keeping me following him? Nothing wrong with breakthrough. But he says that. Listen to what follows next. I said to verse 4, yeah. For you seem to gladly tolerate anyone who comes to you preaching a pseudo-Jesus. That is what? You know what pseudo is? You English majors? Fake. In our vernacular here. A fake Christ. So don't you, fake Jesus. Don't you know then in our generation than ever before they are fake Jesus? And people say we're preaching Jesus. But all that they promise you is earthly. Okay. A pseudo Jesus, not the Jesus we have preached, for you have accepted a spirit and a gospel that is false. What's that spirit? Spirit of the world. Spirit of error. You've received a different spirit, a pseudo Jesus, therefore is a spirit of error. Who would have wanted your nephew, your uncle, to go somewhere to be fasting? So that they may see Jesus. Do you think anyone will wake up one day and I don't want to do that? No, it's indoctrination. Wrong teaching brings forth wrong believing. And you believe according to what you live according to what you've believed. Therefore, church, seek the Lord for yourself. Read the word for yourself. Don't forward anything that you see is a forward. Read the Bible. Believe God for that spirit of truth. Listen to this. How to get that is just simple, craving humility. I want the truth. That's what I want, Lord. I want the truth. I want the truth. And he says this. You have accepted a spirit and gospel that is false rather than the spirit 
and gospel you, are, you once embraced, how tolerant you have become to these imposters. People even spend time on television watching imposters. So a generation than ever before. All right, I'll, read, I'll do some readings because of time. Let's go to 1 Timothy 6. We're winding up, so you're visiting us for the first time. Just to let you know, we're winding up. Then come next week, okay? Listen to this. <clears throat> But if anyone spread, is that? Oh yeah. But if anyone spreads false teaching, oh, there is a false teaching in our generation, huh? Oh yeah, plenty. That does not agree with the healthy instruction of our Lord Jesus, teaching others that the holy awe of God is not important. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that. More, many more times this, this, these days. That if you say that uh, sex, uh, sexual intimacy is in the context of, uh, I mean, only in, the, in, the, in marriage, uh, you are, you are old-fashioned. Oh, that's fine. But I'll teach the Bible. Because people are sleeping around, that does not mean it's acceptable. Now, how does this become in that way? Um, now you, you, you're preaching condemnation. What are we going to do with all these emotions? Oh, emotions have become your God then. Huh? And I, I, and I teach couples. I teach young couples coming into the, uh, you know, they're about to get married and, and youth and singles and, and, and married people. I tell them this. Sexual, in fact, it's not intimacy now, that's, that's in, in the world, it's not in the context of marriage. Sex is not a cure for lust. I hope you heard me, let me say it again. Sex is, they may have to zoom in. Sex is not a cure for lust. That's so when that door is open, it's another, and another, and another. Until death hits, they all show up. We are claiming, I have two children with this man. The other one, I say, you, where did you come from? I have four. got married this. You have a certificate. No, we had an arrangement. And let me tell you something. The culture that is creeping in. Listen, listen to me careful. The culture that is creeping in, the, in, the, in even in the church. They visit the parents. They do somewhat they are calling nowadays traditional wedding. Then they start sleeping with each other. They call themselves believers. Teaching others that holy awe of God is not important. That's error. 
Listen, if you remove holiness out, and holiness is not do's and don'ts, but if you remove holiness out and the holy of God out, 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 then we no longer have God. Because the, the, the heavenly, uh, heavenly, heaven, it says, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. So we have to check out our motives. Or false teachers say, holy or of, of uh, the, the teaching others that holy awe of God is what? Uh, it's not important. Let me read a little bit of that in a moment, please. There are make, make here, and in verse 6 literally means the doctrine of the fear of God. In other words, when you say the holy awe of God is not important, they are saying the doctrine of the fear of God is not important. The fear of God is one of the seven spirits of God the spirit of the fear of God in Isaiah, which we did some weeks ago, 11, 2, and 3. To teach that there is no fear of God will be leading people away from the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can know what to do. Another spirit comes in and the spirit of error, the spirit of the world, which leads people to deception. That's why we need the spirit of truth, because the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. If that is in place, we always know. We don't have to, to say, who's watching me? We know God is in us. Amen? And listen to this. And then to teach, to teach that there's no fear of God would be leading people away from the Holy Spirit. The fear of God is more than simply loving and respecting God. There are over 100 references in both the Old and New Covenant that speak of the fear of God. So the fear of God is important. Now let's go to the next one. Did you go back a little, verse 3 please? That the fear of God is not important. Then they prove they know nothing at all. <laughs> it's obvious they don't value or hold dear the healing words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look what that follows next. They are covered with the clouds of conceit. They are loaded with controversy. And they love to argue their opinions and split hairs. I don't know what the split hairs is. Ladies, split hairs. <laughs> That's amazing. That's like raised hair probably. Split hairs. <laughs> Just split hair. Anyway, they love to argue their opinions and split hairs. The fruit of their ministry is contention. Competition and evil suspicions. Oh, competition. You've noticed how com competitive people are now? Huh? Some of you are on competitive in Instagram. Huh? Are you all went quiet? Maybe Brother Francis will tell me better. Some of them are competitive on Instagram. We went for a holiday. We are here for a holiday. Some even crop the background to look like the ocean. And they were in their sitting room. Isn't that sad? It really is sad. And compete with people you've never seen. Hmm? Anyway. They add misery to many lives by corrupting their minds and cheating them of the truth. Look at this, look at this. Why are they being cheated of the truth? 
They equate the worship of God with making great sums of money. So one has to allow his heart to be circumcised that they don't see like, if I'm worshiping God, I'll have to have money. If you don't have money, then I don't think you're worshiping the true God. That's not true. That's not true. So people who love that, oh, they will. They will follow into those deceptions. They equate the worship of God with making great sums of money. What follows next? We have a prophet. Come on now. That is greater than theirs. Our holy awe of God. Oh, that was like, uh, did I throw away your sums of money? No, I mean, since we read that scripture, then you kept quiet after that. But listen, look at this. We have a prophet. Come on, uh, do not profit we have? That is greater than theirs. That, that is greater than the sums of money. No problem with sums of money. Our holy of God. Our holy of God being in place in everything we do. And then he says this, to have merely our necessities is to have enough. And what follows next? Isn't it true that our hands were empty when we came into the world? Mamas, ever, did they ever come with dollars, mamas? The child you bought, firstborn, and they came with dollars. The another one, they came with dollars. Instead, they wanted dollars. The doctor want. <laughs> Sometimes I see the bills, they write. And say, Where did this come from? Sometimes with their handwriting, then you don't know what they have written anyway. <laughs> Not Dr. Daniel, of course. Is it then true that our hands were empty when we came into the world? And when we leave this world, our hands will be empty again. But you know what we live with? Souls of men. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You'll be in my classes in heaven. We'll continue teaching. So what do you think we are going to do in heaven? Sleep? You enjoy sleeping, you think, oh God, we are going to sleep. And then in the evening we go to the throne room and worship and go back to our mansions to sleep. I mean, <laughs> but no one say, we'll be what? Ruling with Christ. We don't know all what it is, but listen to this. God is working. <laughs> because of this, Food and clothing is enough to make us content. That's exactly where Thanksgiving begins, church. Come on now. That's exactly where Thanksgiving begins. Whatever you have, give thanks to God. That is an open door for increase. Do you have food? Do you have clothing? Thank God. I can see all of you have clothes on. Thank God. Thank God. And listen to this. Uh, but those who crave the wealth of this world slip into spiritual snares. They become trapped by the troubles that come through their foolish and harmful desires. That is right there, that is right there, that is big in deceptions. Because people become foolish and they have foolish and harmful desires. This water. Ichupa hii. Ukitua sadaka kwa elfu mojivi. Mungu watakugusa. And you know they just don't say mungu watakugusa. Atakugusa. 
And then they'll say, yes. Who, who what is for drinking? Why would I go buying water for a thousand bob and this one is what, 50 bob or something? And you see how foolish one can be. And then you become like a, a witch doctor around your business. In the morning, people see you. Some believers really, that's, that's not a good testimony for Christ. Because early in the morning, you, you, even, even tongues don't exist. You're throwing what? Anything like, that's which doctor in, in around their business. You're given water. Bah. That's right. People become what? Foolish and harmful desires. Driven by what? Greed and drowning in their own sinful pleasures. Really, you see believers doing that, and they believe that. They go around with their handkerchiefs in the morning. Now, other idol worshippers are doing that. I saw a certain woman to pray for a certain woman. Oh, we are with you last year. And here comes another woman. And she's carried some handkerchief and some oil and some, I don't know, water. And she's, oh my goodness, we're going to stay here to see this. And she's rubbing this one who's sick in the stomach. Ah, ah. That, where did they get that from? They got from a certain prophet. That's, that's foolishness. That's refusing to buy the truth. That's refusing to be established in the truth. That's really, 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 really allowing your salvation, which is so precious, to be trampled upon by the spirit of deception. That's not God. And they say this, driven by greed and drowning in their own sinful pleasures, and they take others down with them into their corruption and eventual destruction. Verse 10, loving money is the first step toward all kind of trouble. All of us must allow that circumcision in our hearts. And the way to do it is to be faithful to God first. No one is standing by the roadside to tell you they are going to multiply your 2,000. It's going to come from God. No one. Settle that out. And seek the Lord and start finding out from the scriptures. And follow the scriptures, the, the principles of prosperity, tithing, giving offerings, and, and, and listening to the Lord to do business with the Lord. He will save you from all these problems. Some people run after it so much that they have given up their faith. You've seen that? That's in the scriptures, not me making it up. Some people run after it so much. After what? After money. That they have given up their faith. Craving more money pushes them away from the faith into what? Error. What is that spirit of error? And compounding misery in their lives. And I think for today we'll stop there. Oh, no, no, no. Let's read verse, verse, verse uh, 11. 
Let's finish. Stand up on your feet, please, and finish up with that. Brother Francis, I'll lead them into a confession after this, and then you can have the altar call. But look at this. Timothy, you're God's man. You, brother and sister, you're God's man. Or God's woman. So run from all this what? Do you remember that spirit of error? Instead, chase after what? True holiness, justice, faithfulness, love, hope, and tender humility. Pursue love. Pursue that simplicity of Christ. Don't allow these things to corrupt your mind. Or you find many of those errors, they go down back to the love of money. Right there, the root there is love of money. Just love man. Oh, they want. I, oh, no, I thought I was going to make it big time. Pyramid schemes. Do you choose to love the truth? Just keep it right there. Do you love to chase after true holiness? I mean, do you choose to chase after true holiness? Do you choose justice? Faithfulness? Love, hope, and tender humility. Say, Father, I'm asking you to forgive me for any error in my life. Forgive me for any place in my life that I've opened a door for the spirit of error. I want true holiness. I choose true holiness. I choose justice. I choose faithfulness. I choose love, hope, and tender humility. I choose to love the truth, live by the truth, and walk in the truth. I choose the truth always. Always, I choose the truth. Just go ahead and speak to the Lord. Pastor Kala, I had to say years ago, Lord, please let me not believe even a single lie. Help me that I don't believe even a single lie. Can that be our prayer? Help me. That I don't believe even a single lie, but I be a person of the truth. In the scripture in Matthew 15, 13, the Lord revealed this to me years ago. Every plant that the Father has not planted in me, I uproot it. Just pray that before the Lord. You know your life. You don't want deception. You don't want spirit of error upon your life. If you know there are areas that you've opened yourself to that spirit of error, ask God to forgive you. If you confess your sins, it's faithful and just to forgive you. 
cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's go ahead and speak to him. A spirit of error really opens the door even of, to a spirit of witchcraft. Manipulations of the enemy. Deceptions. Father, every tree that you have not planted in the lives of your people uproot it now in the name of Jesus. A spirit of error Take authority in the name of Jesus, spirit of the world. Take authority of you, over you in the name of Jesus. I cast you out of God's people, off their lives. Father, thank you for the truth. Thank you for helping us even to go forward in learning, in perceiving, in teaching us by your spirit concerning the spirit of truth. We want the truth. We want the truth. We want your word. We want the spirit of truth. Always guide us and lead us into all truth. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.